Yo, welcome to podcast two with the four horsemen. Thank you for listening to the uh, previous episodes. Thank you for downloading episode one. If you haven't already listened to it, then go listen to it. You're now tuned into episode two, and uh, I'm gonna pass it over to my main man Ruggers, who's gonna set it off. Just before I do so, I want to give a shout out to the sponsors. So, shout out to Grace Box. Get your get your Grace Box today at www.gracebox.com and uh, all you got to pay for is shipping so you can get your first box free all you pay is shipping get yourselves into them festive snacks they've got the festive snacks available right now for the Christmas season get your hazelnuts, your almonds, your pine nuts and everything great from Grace also guys uh, get yourselves down to Harry's Razors just before Christmas get a nice trim so you're ready for your Christmas photos uh, again Harry's Razors www.harrysrazors.com uh, all you pay for is shipping and you get your first box free also guys, uh, just to help you guys have a nice sleep at night, get to Emma's Mattresses, um, www.emmasmattresses.com and uh, get yourself your free mattress, your first 100 days free and uh, if you don't like it after that man, you can send it back. But guaranteed you will like it and you'll get one for the entire family. Now I'm going to pass it over to my main man Ruggus. Boom! Yeah, episode 2. So today, I would just like to say a big shout out to Starbucks, we're in Starbucks Birmingham, where we're hosting it, so if you hear the background noise, I do apologise for that first and foremost. So I want to start off by saying a big shout out to our audience and our listeners, um, they've gave us some feedback on our email address, so just to let everybody know about the email address, if you want to ask us questions, if you'd like us to speak about a topic, or you'd just like to ask us general questions, that will be horsemen with the numeric for questions at gmail.com so I'll tell you again that's horseman4 with the genetic for questions at gmail.com so I'm going to make a big shout out to the listeners and people that have replied back to us from our first podcast so I'd like to say a big shout out to Gerald G6365 thank you very much for replying to us all the way from Manchester shouting out to all the Manchester massives in the place I'd like to say a big shout out to Joe Cook from Birmingham let's say hello to Angel Ginny not forgetting Philly Bob 316 shout out to DC shout out to Aman123 shout out to Concept shout out to Reddington1 shout out to Zanut shout out to Big Papa Z to Daj MC Hammer's Flare Pants and a big shout out to Freddy Krueger's Nightmare Freddy Krueger's Nightmare so we'd like to say a big thank you for replying back to us and letting us giving us some feedback to let us know how we're moving forward um, today's I'm going to start off with it's going to be a shout back back to Angel who asked me to do a review for him from the last podcast so I'm going to do the review today and he asked me to review Southport which was made in 2015 um, so basically the artists in this film and the actors is Jake Gyllenhaal, 50 Cent, Victor Ortiz who's the boxer and Forrest Whitaker who's the infamous, infamous actor from back in the day, okay? So what it's basically about, it's the moral of the story for me is actions causes a reaction. So wherever there's a reaction there's going to be a reaction straight after that action and this is what this film's all about so basically it's about a champion boxer who is Jake Gyllenhaal, his name's Billy Hope um, what happens is he's fighting to get his daughter back from social services as well as trying to revive his professional career and he's got a heartbreaking incident which seen him on a path of destruction. So what basically happens is a, a famous fighter. He's, he's up there, he's making it. His wife is the person who's got the family together. She does all the business in and all the acronyms for the family. So he hasn't got to do all that. All he's basically got to do is fight. So he's fighting. Um, his wife gets everything in place. They're doing good. He's, he gets a few bruises and he's getting banged up. And his missus is thinking, "Look, you need to take a break now because you know he's taking a toll on your body." But Fifty Cent is the promoter, and Fifty Cent just wants to make sure that he um, he just keeps fighting and makes money for himself. Okay, so a big incident happens in the film. I'm not going to tell you the incident of the film because you need to watch it if you've not already watched it. But a big incident happens where somebody dies and it changes the whole aspect of the film. 
Jake Gyllenhaal who's Billy Hope in fact I'm just going to say his wife dies he has an argument and an altercation with a rival boxer um, the rival boxer says some things about his wife his wife says to him look baby let's go home don't, don't react to it baby let's go home so he reacts to it and his wife ends up getting shot and killed and he just goes into a world into a rut which really kills him kills his daughter because his daughter's not seen the dad she knows he's just seen this person who is just looking so angry vengeance against the world so he has nightmares he picks up a gun he tries to go to the place to find the person to pay some kind of payback basically um, his career goes down he's looked at a bad light in the public and then after that he realizes that look they take him, his daughter away from him to social services and he's got to fight back for them but he's, at this time in his life he's just angry because he's lost the love of his life the people that everything prepared for them and now he doesn't know what to do so he's, he goes off the wagon on drink and then after that his media and social life gets plastered all over the papers about his child being taken into care so the judges told him he's got to turn his life around so he can get his child back but he doesn't know what to do because his main soldier which was his partner and his wife she's died so he doesn't know what to do because she was the one that done everything for them so what happens he seeks refuge and seeks help from Forrest Whitaker who plays Titus Tick in the film very good very good acting by all of the actors and he turns to Forrest Whitaker for some help because Forrest Whitaker is a well-known trainer um, he doesn't like bad boys and people that don't you know work to the regiment that he has in place so he goes to him he goes to see him and Forrest Whitaker tells him look I, I, I don't want to work with you you know look at your life what you're in and so forth um, what I'm gonna do I'll give you a job but you're gonna do what the caretaker does you're just going to clean up because the caretaker I think got ill or something happened to him so he takes over says to him take over the cleaning but he, he says I'm not going to do that you know I'm a top boxer why, why should I why should I be cleaning floors and mopping up and that look I'm at the top of my heights and Forrest Whitaker goes look that's the job do you want it he goes no so he goes back goes and sees the, the um, social worker and they say like have you got a job and he's telling them yeah, yeah I've got a job at this gym when he actually walked out he didn't really have the job so he had to go back and go begging to Forrest Whitaker and Forrest Whitaker decides to take him on but under certain regulations and certain procedures and rules and he says to him you have to do everything that I say so he starts warming up he starts cleaning up does a bit of boxing on the bags and so forth and then he starts teaching the youngsters because the youngsters are seeing him thinking look at this top boxer and he's turned into an alcoholic what's what's going on I, I don't want to turn out like this so what he does from there turns his life around he goes to the courts when the courts told him that it's going to take another month before you can see your child he doesn't kick off like he did previously he listens to the judge and then he comes and then he changes his whole life around and then he has to he goes back into the fight game because he's got no money they've took the house off him the cars the bentley's the mercedes they've took everything so now he's broke here comes the promoter as they always do always wanting their 20 percent share of the details so what he does 50 cent comes over and says look there's a free contract fight i want you to sign which his wife didn't want him to sign previously and told him i don't want you to sign this fight so anyway he has to sign it because they've got no money nowhere to live he's got to find some kind of structure to get his child back from from the services so what he does he speaks with um for his Whitaker and he has to take on the guy who had the his rival who had the inter, inter, which had a inter, in altercation with and what happened was he ends up having to fight the guy who was the cause of his wife's death so they tried to make this big fight into some kind of big massive sell thing for the fight so they're saying it's a revengeful fight he's going to take take on this geezer because he's the part of killing his wife so he, he does all that he actually wins the fight he gets his daughter back absolutely brilliant fight brilliant fight absolutely brilliant film 
um, I'm going to say Angel thank you very much for pointing this one out because I've never actually seen it I did I admit to everybody I did see the poster but I didn't see who the actors were so I just put it to one side and thought forget that I'm not going to watch it so thank you very much for pointing that out there's your review Angel and we're going to get that all sorted for you okay Ruggers, um, just in regards to that movie, man. What a good movie, first of all. It's one of my favourites, bro, I'm going to be honest with you. Southpaw was such a good movie. That got me emotional a little bit, man. See that point where uh, he's having the argument with Victor Ortiz in, in the lobby and uh, his wife gets shot? Man, how emotional was that scene, Ruggers? This is what I mean. Actions causes a reaction. His wife told him, baby, leave it. Let's go home. But he didn't. He didn't take heed of his wife's words. He went back and they ended up fighting with the rival in this big, massive um, sponsorship thing. And then his wife gets killed. And then he realizes this at the ending, coming up to the ending of the film, that this is the cause of his reactions. He didn't know how to deal with it at first. So that's why he kept getting angry with everybody. So if there's anything you can take away from this movie, guys, those of you that have seen it and those of you that haven't, if there's anything you can take it back, just take, take it like, yo, don't, don't engage in the battle when it's not necessary. Don't allow yourself, you know, don't allow yourself to succumb to that point where you're having to sacrifice your entire life over a petty little argument because even in the real world, man, things can end differently quick. For me, the film is about take heed. So what take heed basically means is somebody said to you, listen, don't do that because this will be the outcomes. Or they don't even tell you the outcome, they just say, don't do this, but they don't give you the reason. That's called take heed, there's a reason behind why they're telling you this. But yes, it is an emotional film. Um, yes, I'm not going to lie, I don't really cry to films. I didn't actually cry, so everybody, I didn't cry. <laughs> yeah, but another, it's a really, really good film. And the, the only other film that I can compare to that is going to be Million Dollar Baby. Bro, what a movie. That's another great movie, Million Dollar Baby, right there. Man, here we go talking about movies all over again. But um, just speaking about a little bit more about Southpaw, um, how great was Forrest Whitaker in that, bro? Listen, Forrest Whitaker, I'm not going to lie. I've always loved Forrest Whitaker as an actor as a kid because his style is second to none. Man, the first movie I watched of Forrest Whitaker was uh, Ghost Dog. Do you remember that? Ghost Dog, what a film. That was a classic. That's why I say, Forrest Whitaker, you can't mess with his acting style. I remember the one day, um, I used to live in London, and I returned back home, and my sister lives in London. So I went to go and see my sister. I wasn't driving at the time. I thought, I'll take the train, and I'll catch the tube, and, and catch the bus. So I was on the bus from Victoria Station, and I looked, happened to just look out my window. And when I looked out my window, and I looked down, there was Forrest Whitaker walking on the side path. And I was like, I'm like, Forrest Whitaker, no way. Picture, I couldn't stop and get a picture, but I was in a mad rush because I had a, um, a prior engagement that I needed to get to. So, uh, Angel, I hope that the uh, review Ruggers just left you was uh, was to your satisfaction. And guys, remember, you can always email us at horseman4questions uh, at gmail.com. That's horseman, and then the numeric number four, questions at gmail.com. Drop us an email and uh, you will definitely get your review on the podcast. Also, I just want to take this time out to quickly give a shout out to our brother Javon. Um, unfortunately, he's not with us again. However, he is with us in our spirits as always. Um, he'll be with us hopefully um, in the next next year, um, early 2019. With hopefully the next next few uh, episodes, Javon will be here. So I'd like to just point out to everybody as well, um, this is going to be the last podcast for 2018. You will catch us in the new year where all the four horsemen will be all together. I do want to give a shout out to um, my brother Jeff because um, times are hard in these days and day and age for people. Certain things happen. I would just like to say that all the four horsemen are here for you. Anytime that you need us for anything, just pick up the phone, no matter what time of night or day, as you know that already, and you should know that's a standard procedure by the four horsemen. I would also like to say thank you again, once again, to Starbucks for having us here today and looking after us and basically pampering us, which is absolutely nice. So just to let everybody know once again, if you want to get in contact with us, speak about a topic, just general information or some feedback, you can get in contact with us at the email address, horseman4questions 
at gmail.com. I'll repeat that again. That's horseman, the new mem new numeric for questions at gmail.com. So um with that done as well and the um, you know, with that said, Ruggus, how are you shaving right now? What are you using? What's your current go-to tool for shaving? Listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, a, I'm gonna admit it. Uh, Alan Pearce, everybody knows me. I say it how I see, and I speak the truth. And forget Gillette, mate. I know Gillette's a name brand for a lot of people, and they're down for it. But for me now, Harry's razors has just topped my life. Listen, the the clean shave, the perfect shave. At least the missus doesn't moan anymore about she's getting stubble on her cheeks and all rashes on her cheeks from me rubbing up my stubble on her. <laughs> so you, you heard it right there ladies to all our female listeners that are listening if your man's uh, going through the uh, the new beard phase everybody seems to be going through and uh, you know you're not happy about how it feels you know rubbing up against your face get him to have his razors all you pay for is shipping all you're paying for is shipping uh, you get your first box free you get about six to eight blades in there you get two or three different uh, variations of blades you get the uh, foam as well and you also get the moisturizer and the moisturizer is great because uh, when you, you apply that you can have a nice clean shave a up close and front shave and uh, leaves your face leaving smooth and nice so get on to have his razors right so now I'm gonna pass it off to my homie Lubo Lubo introduce yourself hello good morning everyone hope it's running okay right I'm just so Right, so Lubo just blessed the mic, letting us know he's here. Um, he's currently uh, doing all the uh, hard work behind the scenes, so I always want to give a shout out to Lubo, uh, the man that makes everything happen, the silent assassin, the silent killer Lubo himself. Yeah, so I would also like to say another big shout out going to Jevo. We just got to let everybody know that he can't be here with us on this podcast. He will be with us in 2019 when all the four horsemen will be together under one roof, under one banner. So a big shout out to you and our thoughts go out to you and your family at this time. So today we're going to go into our top five. Top five movies. Top, sorry, our top five. Top five songs. Tell them, Lubo. This is your, uh, your sort of... Uh, this is my area. So top five songs. We're going to introduce uh, one songs, different, uh, five different songs, different genres. Um, I would like to ask... Ray to start first, but I'm going to ask my friend over here from my right hand side, Fat. Uh, so let me know what's your uh, top five list. Uh, I'm going to ask you about the uh, uh, number five, start number five today. So, thanks, Lubo. Thank you for switching it up a little bit. So, Ray, you ain't getting to go first for once. I get to go first. So, uh, my number five, uh, Lubo, is it's a pop song from 1995. The reason why I like this song so much is because it transcends its uh, it transcends its genre. This song it influenced uh, Tupac Shakur as well. It also had a big impact on my life as well. And um, this song is called it's called "They Don't Really Care About Us" by Michael Jackson, the King of Pop himself. Great song. Great song. I like this song. I like the artist as well. Um, very good point. Uh, the lyrics are killing. Um, I would like to recommend the song to everyone. If you don't know the song, try to listen. It. Uh, the music is also really good. Um, totally professional, good lyrics, uh, good melodies as well. Um, you're going to um, feel the story. You're going to feel the lyrics as well. It is a really good point. Um, I would like to say that um, I'm going to um, get my top five right now. So basically, I'm going to start the, the number five for me. Um, I would like to add here um, Lenny Kravitz, Are You Gonna Go My Way, which is uh, definitely um, similar classic. point. Yeah, classic, absolutely. 1992, 1993, uh, Lenny Kravitz, Are You Gonna Go My Way, kind of modern rock and roll. Um, still uh, that old school uh, rock reaction feeling. Um, also, really good point. The lyrics are really cool. Simple word to a point. Um, 
I would like to recommend to everyone uh, if you're rock and roll uh, guy or girl, whatever. So uh, just try to listen to this song. It's really cool, definitely. What are you going to say, Pat? Man, that's a good choice, Lubo. Definitely, we've started off our top fives already with some uh, strong choices here. Notice the artists, some uh, legendary artists already, straight off the bat. Yo, Lubo, that's a good number five, bro. You caught me off guard with that one. Yeah. Yo, Ray, I'm going to pass it over to you, my friend, and see if you're ready for your number five. Over to Mr. Ruggers. Okay, so we've got my top five. It's going to be in no particular order once again, because I'm just going to explain to everybody, listen. I'm from the music industry. I used to own my own pirate radio station. I've owned my own DJing. I've used to be a DJ. I've been my own soundman. So all for those people that don't know about soundmen is when you go to the parks and all these carnivals and you see these big massive H and speakers that blow your chest out. I used to deal with all stuff like that. So I'm going to just go into it's all different genres. So every one of mine are not the same genre. It's going to be all different genres that we're on about. Okay. So my first one is going to be and my top five in no particular order, so I'm going to express that straight away. It's going to be reggae, so that's going to be my first genre. It's going to be reggae, and it has to be the one and only Bob Marley, Don't Worry. The reason about this song called Don't Worry and why Ooh. I love this song. Ooh, what a song, bro. You hit yo. That song right there, man, what a song. Say no more. Right, yeah, because with this song, Don't Worry, it's an uplifting song. So you imagine people that are ill, injured, down, stressed, worry. This is a song that will, excuse the background noises because we're in Starbucks, as you know. So this is an uplifting song for when you're going through stressful times and so forth. And when you're just looking and you can't see a light at the end of the tunnel, this song is to show you about the the light at the end of the tunnel a really really good song the tune was produced was um, released five years after no, sorry seven years after his death which a lot of people didn't know that they thought it was expressed while he was still alive swear so that he made that song after his death they, they released they released it after his my, death. my apologies wow i didn't know i did not know that that's rare man rare that an artist can have that much impact even after his death just goes to show how much of a great guy he was Look, Bob Marley's still going today. He's still going today. And I, like I say, Bob Marley is one of the best people going around. <coughs> Excuse me, I've got a bit of a chest infection. So I'd like to say, reggae, Bob Marley, don't worry. If you've never heard of this song, please go onto YouTube, go onto any music site. Please have a listen to that song and you will be believe when you hear it that it is uplifting. So I'd like to point out, I'd like to point out to our number four and our number four will be going to my brother Fads. So Fads, please let the listeners know what you have for your number four. Definitely will, Ruggers, definitely will. I like how we're mixing up the system today. So uh, like you said, no particular order. My number four has got to come from my culture. So uh, I said I was going to reach back to my culture and bring something a little forward. I don't normally indulge in a lot of Bollywood because I'm not really a big fan of that, that type of genre. But Punjabi, man, number four, I've got to give this to Punjabi MC. Punjabi MC, oh my life. Listen to me. Listen. Punjabi MC is the bomb. Is the bomb. It, it is the bomb. Yeah, man, I mean, definitely just that one song, the uh, Beware the Boys. Got Jay Z on the uh, Jay Z on the remix, man. Punjabi MC when he dropped, that was something for us. That like for my culture, I mean, we've always had hip hop, we've always had everything else, but it was never really anything directly from our culture that was making it to the prime time. And when Punjabi MC dropped in 2003, and next thing you know, you, you're turning on MTV and you're hearing you're hearing Beware the Boys. And he's got two awards for that as well. He got the uh, MTV awards and I think uh, another award as well, which uh, yeah. So uh, I mean, when you're going on to MTV and I'm like a ten-year-old kid at this point, I'm switching on MTV. I'm seeing the guys like Fifty Cent. I'm seeing the guys like Eminem. And then next thing you know, I'm seeing Punjabi MC. And yo, that relates to me because he's like me. He's from our culture, so that really uplifted me. Talking about uplifting earlier. Uh, talking about the uplifting earlier, that uplifted me, man. That just seeing how much uh, progression there is and how much um, that opened the door for other people like myself and for artists from different cultures to actually go ahead and take that platform. And yo, you gotta give your hats up to him. So big shout out to Punjabi MC, bro. Lubo, 
what you got for your number four, bro? Um, I'll give you my number four. No particular order, as we said already. Um, I have to say that I like Pajami MC as well. So nice one for that. Especially that song uh, that uh, won the MTV European Music Awards. I think that was 2002. Um, come on, it was a European Music Award. It wasn't uh, on a worldwide level, it was on European Music Awards, so there was a big hit in Europe, a big one. Top three. Really good production, really cool one, mixture of uh, different culture, blend of the cultures and uh, blend of the sounds, in the same time, typically modern, really good one, really good blend, I mean, totally different. There was uh, something new that that time, back in time, 2002-2003, um, I can see Ray's looking into the... <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to say the compressor over here, the equipment that we're recording our podcast, uh, everything's cool. So I'll give you my number four, my number four will be the Depeche Mode and uh, the Person Jesus, this is a song recorded back in the 80s so the best mode English band uh, in in the US um, and uh, what I have to say so uh, their electronic uh, blend of electronic and uh, rock and roll alternative um, if you don't know the best mode I cannot really describe them you have to listen to them to just feel that sound you need to go onto YouTube Pacing Depeche mode, and you will hear quite a few songs. It is from the electronic era. Um, I'm gonna tell you the truth. I know Depeche mode because I grew up on Depeche mode myself. I'm listening to the charts because them days used to have top chart musics where they'd do top of the pops and so forth. You don't really get top of the pops no more like that. You just get chart shows and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. That's correct, Ray. Yeah, carry on. Man, Lubo, you you and Ray, you and Ruggers continue to uh, continue to educate me, man. Cause like, uh, I mean, I know I'm I'm the young one here, and uh, I don't have as much information as you guys, as much wisdom as you guys. But bro, I have to go and do my research now. Well, that's cool. You know, you're going to find a lot of good songs. Dapish Mode is very cool. Um, about this particular song, just to explain a little bit more. Um, Typical blue um, sound blended with electronics, 80s sound uh, combination with some um, avant-garde and uh, kind of alternative sound as well. Um, also, would like to say that um, the lyrics are really good, extremely good. Uh, don't get it literally uh, when you're listening to the song. Um, so basically. It's it's on another level. Um, it's really good. I mean, the the lyricist, uh, the singer David Gunn is really good. Uh, he knows the job. Uh, he does that really good, really well. I gotta take your word for it, Lugo, because you are the music guy. This is your area. This is your area of expertise. You and Ray, between you guys, man, you probably had like a hundred different studios. But now we're gonna get to uh, Ruggas for his number four. Ruggas, what you got, man? Well, I would like to say to everybody, first and foremost, it should have been a top 5,000 because of my knowledge of music. Um, I know that a lot of people are not gonna. Um, agree with my top five but i'm just gonna express to you i can't agree with it myself because there's so much music that has been produced in my lifetime that i could name five thousand off the top of my head right now but we have to pinpoint it just down to five so it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea in my top five but i'm just trying to keep it a bit old school and a bit new school at the same time so my top four, in no particular order, it's going to be a different genre. It's going to be pop and rock genre. Okay. Okay. And it is a song called "Girls Like You" by Maroon Five and featuring Cardi B. Whoa, 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 Ray, Cardi B. 
This is definitely for whoa, 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 because I know Maru Five that don't know this song. Tell me a little bit more about this one. What are you going to say, Fat? I'm just saying Cardi B, say no more. Uh, I, I, I think I think Fads is in love with Cardi B or something. He's got the hearts for her. Um, I shouldn't say that on the podcast because he'll get a clip around his head from his missus. Um, sorry about that. Um, listen, I'm going to say, listen, Maroon 5, I have liked a lot of Maroon 5 songs. Um, I'm going to say that they're brilliant. Uh, you know, I, I listen to all kinds of music. I'm not biased when it comes to music. If I like it, I like it. I don't care what genre it is. If I don't like it, then you sit on the back burner, basically. But this song by Maroon 5, also featuring Cardi B, um, when they sat down to write the song, the main man from Cardi B, from uh, Maroon 5, told Cardi B, listen, I want to hear your lyrics as a strong female so that's why she wrote her lyrics. You need to listen to her lyrics, what she's saying, because this is showing you the power of women all together. Sorry to interrupt you there, Ruggers, but uh, Lubo just looked at me and uh, he's, he's looked me right in the eyes and he's tapped my shoulder and he said, uh, Fads, may I ask you a question? I'm going, go ahead, Lubo, go ahead. And he's gone, who's Cardi B? Oh my life! I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to explain something about Lubo and about myself. We're, we're really music orientated, and let's tell you something about Lubo. He does produce music like myself, so and he doesn't know who Cardi B is. Listen, the, the audience is not going to like that, um, Lubo. I'm going to admit that. I'm sure you're going to get some feedback from there. Cardi B, I would say the top american female rap artist is Nicki minaj or cardi b okay let's put it this let's put it this way i'm looking forward to hear from her listen i like Nicki minaj but i like cardi b as well i like music so i'm not biased when it comes to things like that so uh, just a quick note on that she's one of the best uh, female artists out there period um she's even better than some of the guys i i mean i listen to old school so i know Lil kim eve you know the brat queen latifah Heather B before she was a radio artist. Salt and pepper. The list can go on. But Cardi B, man, she definitely, she's definitely one of the cream of the crop right now. She's killing it. And uh, if you want to hear something about Cardi B, go and listen to Bold That Yellow. Ooh. Yeah, you, you, if you don't know Cardi B's, check her out. She's a female rap, American rap artist. Um, She's trying to take the number one spot off Nicki Minaj. I think she already has taken it, but Nicki Minaj is gonna Nicki Minaj is gonna try and make a comeback. She got a new album out. So what we're gonna do then now? I need to find out your number three, please, Fads, so the listeners can hear. No problem, Ruggers. So uh, my number three again. It's a different genre. It's not a genre that I'm normally used to listening to. But as we said on the last podcast, I am a boxer and I do, uh, I do appreciate some good music for when I'm training. Now this is a song that you can go anywhere in the world and ask somebody about this song and uh, they'll either sing it to you or they'll tell you about the movie that it relates to. So it's a song by a rock group called Survivor um, and the song itself is called I Had The Tiger. And this was, re- this was released in 1982 and we're here in 2018, nearly 2019 and we're still talking about it so that has to say something. So again, it's not a song that anywhere in any other genre, any other era, that song would probably just got left behind. But because of the era it came out in, because of the impact that made, that song still transcends today. The impact that made on was Rocky. Anybody that knows that Eye of the Tiger will know it from Rocky. If you don't know who um, Survivor is, you will know that song from all from the Rocky films 100% so uh, with that being said um, Lubo I'm gonna pass you the mic so you can bless us and bless our listeners with your number three bro right I'll get back to the 90s I'm old school guys I said already so I uh, I do appreciate uh, new productions new artists as well uh, don't get me wrong but I'm an old school guy, I prefer the old school one. So for me, number three, no particular order is to pick. Always on me, definitely. This is uh, one of the best of the best. Listen, Lubo, you can't talk about my artist, man. <laughs> Tupac's my artist. I absolutely rate Tupac. Well, let's put it this way so I, I 
grow up with uh, hip hop productions and uh, hip hop, the real hip hop back in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. So, with Tupac, uh, Butang, Onyx, Dasafax, um, a few more from that era, the early 90s, especially the early 90s, Big Al also, um, the early roots as well all those Brooklyn guys so uh, um, I used to live in Brooklyn so you can imagine that so I'm related to that I really enjoy that. Oh I used to live over there yeah oh come on <laughs> don't give me that <laughs> no I, I'm related to that so uh, I feel like my own and uh, I like it a lot um, the song, you already know the song and you know the artist as well, I don't have to say anything more about that. What are you going to say, Rox? Yeah, number three, yeah, that's correct. Right, I'm just going to express it like this to everybody. I'm supposed to have a number three and a number two and a number one, but I'm just going to go straight into my number three and number two because I couldn't be decisive on the songs because, as you know, there's so much songs you've got to pick out, uh, pick from. There's just too much. So this is going to be my number three and my number two. So I hope you're all ready for this. It's, I'm going with charts. And my number three is going to be Wretch32 and Josh Kumra don't go oh man Rogas what a tune now at this point I have to give a big shout out to our brother Javon who's missing because one of his top five artists as you know is Rush 32 so Javon if you're listening that's a shout out to you bro straight to you my brother straight to you so as it says about this song this song's basically a I call it a lovey-dovey song. It's thinking about your partner, giving her that respect to making her know that you love her and that you're there for her and you'll do everything for her. So I just want to point it out to some men why these songs are made. So all you men out there, that with the missus probably does the most of the cleaning and stuff in the house, I want you to just understand they clean your dirty socks, they clean your dirty pants, yeah? So I believe that a woman should have a respect and also I came from a woman myself, my mother, so I've got the respect and that's why I went with Rich 32 Josh Kummer, don't go. But my number two, because I'm just going to crack into one because they're both charts, is going to be, I have to give it out, to her she's one of um, England's top artists she hasn't come out with an album for a bit but don't you worry she will be coming out with one this one's gonna send everybody off the railings because I can see Lubo and Faz looking at me going like who 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 you gonna pick and I'm gonna tell you from now it's going to be Adele and Rolling in the Deep boom 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 man Adele fire definitely off the hook she's off the hook definitely she's one of the last artists that actually still uses her vocals and none of the auto-tune business which i'm not really big fan of man you gotta give a shout out to adele because yo she's killing the game right now has been since she dropped vocal game is second to none second to none we haven't got an artist that can compare to adele in england right about now only other artist that I thought could have compared to her, and I even mean worldwide, but I'm going to keep it down to England because we're in the England at this moment, you know, um, and it would have been Amy Winehouse, God rest her soul, for take for, you know, her and her passing, because she did have a brilliant voice as well, a unique voice just like Adele's, and if Amy Winehouse was still around now, I'm telling you, it would be a face-off between Adele and Amy. Could you imagine a uh, hip-hop beef between Adele and uh, Amy Winehouse? <laughs> so uh, I'm going to pass it over to Lubo. Lubo, why don't you bless us with your number two? Let's switch it up. Let's mix it up a little bit. I've been going first every time so far. Lubo, you mix it, mix it up. Bless us with your number two. Okay, number two, I'm going to call with, uh, as we all said, as we all said that we're going with one um, official traditional song uh, from the a country that I'm coming from, so this uh, official traditional song, uh, it's uh, from, it, also it's old school, it's from yeah. the 70s, and uh, the group was called, um, let's, I'm going to translate literally now, which, uh, I mean, doesn't sound really good, but, right, it's like, it's, uh, it, it is like um, bread and salt, something like that, and uh, the, the song is called, um, I'm going to translate it as well, so it teach me how to grow. 
uh, really to a point it's typical traditional Macedonian song um, old more than 10 centuries but this version was recorded as a jazz fusion version uh, 76 back in 76 um, and uh, they used to, they were regular in the New York's uh, Blue Cafe and Blue Piano, the famous jazz bar. Uh, they were regular over there with uh, their album back in the 70s. So, uh, really nice one. Uh, if you want to try to find that um, on YouTube, uh, try, I'm going to spell it, it's uh, Lima Echo uh, Bravo and and it's Sierra Oxa and uh, Lima so it's lab is so uh, that's the pronunciation so that, that's the purpose why I'm spelling it so you can try to find that particular one um, you're going to find a lot of um, records from them till the early 90s uh, where they uh, start producing and recording music uh, really good top of the top Creme de la Creme band uh, used to be famous in Europe and all over the globe, especially in the east coast of US. Back then, I'm talking about back in the day, 70s and late 80s. Really good jazz fusion and uh, uh, traditional, typical melodies. Yeah, yeah, I've never heard about them, Lubo. Thank you very much for enlightening me once again. Um, I am gonna listen in on them because I know you're how you listen to your music and what you like and the knowledge that you've got from your music so I will going to take in them because you know me I always like to learn something new and something to add to my own personal arsenal so I will listen to them <coughs> excuse me I have got a wicked chest infection so I apologize for that I apologize for the background noise as well yeah so this is the group that you're on about Lubo Okay, so listeners, if you can hear that, you'll be able to hear that in the background. Just playing a bit off his phone. Yeah, I can hear all the chords and the keys in that. You can tell that's from like in the 70s era of the music. And you, you can hear that in the sounds. Yeah, I would definitely listen to them a bit later on tonight when I get back in from work. So, Fads, you need to break down your number two. And if you can give us your number two, because we're going to have to think about wrapping things up because we've got to go to work. <laughs> you hear on the nail right there, bro. We're at work. It's literally uh, in another 30 minutes, so we're going to have to try and wrap this up. My number two, uh, Ruggers, just before I get into it, Lubo great information on that man I'm definitely going to have to go back and listen to that the few chords and the strings I just heard from the 70s man that's pretty decent as well for a beat from that era think about how hard that would have been to make back then right now you've got everything accessible from your phone and you can make a beat in about 30 minutes but that's definitely some skill so uh, hats off to that bro but my number two Ruggers Lubo listeners if you're ready now it's going back to your culture, Ruggers, so uh, don't come at me, bro. I respect your culture, so... Tell the people them what the name of the song. <laughs> Three Little Birds by Bob Marley. Which is basically the same song as me, don't worry. Three Little Birds is the same song. Um, you, you know you got style there, Fads. You know you got style because, listen to me, when it comes to the reggae music, for me, Bob Marley's the godfather. You have to understand about um, the reggae music is Rastafarians, and real Rastafarians, not dreads as I call them, Rastafarians are not warmongers, they don't like to fight, they don't like no form of violence, they like um, peace and love, only peace and love. Um, but for me I call a dread a person who still eats pork because a Rastafarian doesn't eat from the swine as it's called, we don't eat from the pork. Um, I'm not a Rastafarian, I'm a bald head Rasta because I've got no hair on the top of my head. Um, so yeah, big shout out to there because of Bob Marley. Um, listen, there ain't gonna be nobody to beat him for time to come in my eyes. Nobody that sent the message of peace, love, and to stop conflictions and to stop wars. So uh, let me just drop a quick quote from Bob Marley before we get to our number ones. Um, one day uh, he was with the Wheelers and uh, there was Wailers, my mistake, my apologies. Uh, that's my dyslexia kicking in. Uh, so he was with the Wailers and uh, they were on the way to a concert. He actually got shot before the concert. 
um, and uh, the concert was due in the next five hours. He wrapped up at the hospital, went back on stage and performed. Now, the reason they said to him, they said, uh, what, what, why are you going to perform? And he said, well, because the people that are working every, hard every day to make this world a bad place aren't taking a day off. So why should I take a day off? Which is very, very, very true. You know, um, basically they're saying the haters, he's not trying to make the haters win and so forth. He's just trying to make sure that we can make this world a better place. And to make this world a better place, one person can't change it. It takes all of us to... Um, into that kind of bracket that we need to do it as a unity and not individually because individually you can't win nothing individually um, as a unit as everybody put together we could try and change this world for me I would hope this world could be in a better place I've got kids I don't want them being stabbed every day or and stuff like that and so forth okay so I'm gonna get straight to my number one I'm not gonna pass it on to anybody else my number one is going to be a garage tune I don't think a lot of people know who this artist is. Um, her name is Kelly LaRock. The song's called My Love. Um, absolutely brilliant song. You can sit down in your house, nice summer's day, sitting down, got a drink in your hand in the back garden, or if you've got a barbecue going on, you know, Kelly LaRock, My Love is a brilliant song. Her biggest rival, she's a UK artist, and one thing I noticed in the UK, the UK artists don't get the backing that other artists get around the world, you know, we get they get stepped upon, or the, the, the media breaks them down and lets them lose their careers and so forth. But her biggest rival was Shola Amma. If anybody knows who Shola Amma is, if you don't know, please go onto YouTube, check out Kelly LaRock, and check out Shola Amma. So again, there you go again, Ruggers, uh, educating me. Um, I'm gonna have to go and uh, check this out, Kelly LaRock. I'm gonna have to check her out. I've never really been into Garage, but yo, I'll give anything a listen, so I will definitely check that out. So without further ado, I'm going to give you all my number one. Now my number one is because no other record has had this many hits since its release. From its initial release, this artist was literally on the brink of death. Like, he, he was on the brink of death, he wasn't meant to come back, he was not meant to make this hit. He was meant to be done and that's it. Everybody, including the police, tried to keep this man down. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you straight off the bat from 2003, 50 Cent in the club. Listen, I ain't going to lie. When 50 Cent came, I just for everybody that, if they don't know 50 Cent and so forth, it's going to be explicit language. Okay, so we're just going to let you know that from straight away. It's explicit language. So basically it's about being in the club. It's basically saying, where will you find me? I'll be in the club. I'll be there drinking. I'll be there partying with the girls. I will be there enjoying and celebrating my life and enjoying myself from all the negativities that come my day. So if you want to find Ruggers, you can find me in the club. If you want to find any of the four horsemen, you can uh, find us in the club. And what club would that be? The gym. Because that's where we train. <laughs> we train and we drink protein shakes. So Lubo, without further ado, if you can bless us with your number one, please. Well, number one for me, definitely going to be right definitely for me going to be the king of soul james brown and that will be the boss so that's the song for me that i'm listening every day every single day before going to training i'm training almost at least five days six days a week so this is the song uh, the starting point when i'm trying to, to to train every day so basically the boss the king of soul james brown late 70s also another groovy era uh, groovy song uh, if you haven't heard anything from james brown i strongly recommend to hear uh, no matter what what song no matter what uh, tune on or which particular decade uh, you choose the song from anything you hear from james brown is unique and everything has a point so i strongly recommend to go get over there check him on youtube james brown the king of soul i would like to say to the listeners um it's christmas time festive season festive season so as james brown would say get up on the good foot get on up get up on the good foot get on up stay on the scene get on up like a sex machine get on up so yeah brilliant brilliant song james brown you know he, he brings so much energy and liveliness to his um performances 
So I would just like to say also a big shout out once again going out to the fourth horseman, Jevs, who couldn't be here today. Um, he will be with us in the new year. This will be our last podcast for 2018 because of the Christmas seasons, visiting family, families coming over from abroad and so forth. So we haven't got the time to put it in till after the Christmas. So I'd like to say a big shout out to Jevs. Um, we're here with you, brother. If you need us day, night, just give us a call. I would also like to say a big shout out once again to all of our listeners and all of the audience that gave us feedback. So I'd like to say a big shout out to Gerald36365, Joe Cook, Angel Ginny, Philibub316, DC, Arman123, shout out to Concept, Reddington1, Zanut, Big Papa Z, Daj, MC, MC Hammer's flared pants, and don't forget Mr. Freddy Krueger's Nightmare Man. These names are crazy. Keep them coming because they're keeping us laughing, and we'll keep getting these shout outs to you. Also, Ruggers, why don't you let Big Papa Z know when you're going to get him his review? Well, I was going to just get straight back to that, Big Papa Z. I'm going to give you a review next time on the next podcast. I will do the review for you. I couldn't do it this time, and I'll, I'll just be open and honest. Um, I couldn't find it in English or in subtitles, nowhere. So I will get a copy and I will review and I will come back in the new year and I will give you the review for that. Why don't you tell the uh, listeners the name of the movie you're going to review? The name of the view I'm going to, the f- name of the film I'm going to review is called Kante. What, what type of movie is that, Ray? And August. that is a Punjabi Indian movie, a Bollywood film um, <laughs> starring couple actors, Amita Bachchan, Amita Bachchan's in there and a couple other actors and I will definitely review that in the new year for you. Okay, Big Papa Z? I'm definitely looking forward to hearing from that man. Um, so with that guys, one last shout out to our sponsors. So if you ain't got your Christmas presents already, get yourself some Harry's razors, get yourself some uh, Grey's box and get yourself on Emma's mattresses and uh, either one of those three would be great, great Christmas gifts. So once again, guys, for you guys to reach us, um, horsemen4questions uh, at gmail.com. And you can download this podcast from your Apple. You can download this uh, podcast from your Apple uh, podcast or podbean.com. Uh, or podbean.com. Um, also, don't forget to give us a five-star rating. Get your friend's phone. Give us a five-star rating on your friend's phone. Subscribe and uh, leave a review and you will get a shout-out. And don't forget, you can also catch us on our YouTube page. Okay, it is called Da for Horsemen, so it starts with D A as the, so we don't put the there, it's going to be Da for Horsemen, so the for Horsemen, D A for letter four and Horsemen, one word, and you'll get to us on our YouTube page. And don't forget, if you do want to give us feedbacks, you do want to get in contact with us, need some information or anything else, you can get through to us at our email address at horsemannumeric4questions at gmail.com. So uh, with that said, there you have it, that was episode 2, thank you for listening in with our top 5 from every genre, thank you for listening in, stay tuned for episode 3, and uh, nothing but love going your way, Uh, we wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and uh, we'll see you next year. Thank you very much, once again, to all the listeners, we wish you a Merry Christmas. A happy new year shout out to all our listeners shout out to all our sponsors and please 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 listeners if you could help us so we can help you don't forget to tell your friends don't forget to tell your family pass on the words for us pass on the love from us as well also and we will see you in 2019